may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Now, you've seen a gajillion list of the top James Bond cars from the movies. So I'm going to take a road less traveled. The top five James Bond cars from the novels. No less cool, a lot more unusual. And I'm going to rank them by their general importance to the DNA of 007. Here we go. Number five, the Rolls-Royce Silver Ghost. I know, we're going back to the brass age with this one, but this was Goldfinger's car in the novel, and perhaps the most interesting villain car of all the books. Like the 1937 Phantom you saw in the movie, its body was cast in gold for crafty smuggling. But the car in the novel hails from around 1909, so you may notice it looks a lot like a car from another novel that became film, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which Fleming also wrote. Number four, a supercharged Bentley four and a half liter. Forget Aston Martins. Bond's personal cars were always Bentleys. In the early books, he had one of these blower Bentleys, named that for the supercharger fitted distinctively ahead of the engine on the outside of the body. This is the car that Fleming posed in for the cover of Life in 1966. Number three, the Lancia Flaminia Zagato Spider. Now here is a case of poetic license. The Zagato-bodied Lancia Flaminia was the hottest of all those models, but in reality was never available as a spider, a drop top. No matter, Bond married the woman in the pink scarf who blew past him in an imagined spider on the road between Abbeville and Montreuil in northern France, a scene immortalized in this beautiful Robert Weaver painting for Playboy in 64. Number two, the Aston Martin DB3. Now everyone knows the Aston DB5 from the movie Goldfinger. But in the novel, it was a slightly more quaint DB3 that Bond drew from the motor pool, so it had the amazing gadgets. But the bar for amazing was a little lower in 1959, so we're talking about it having a homing device, but no maps, changeable color running lights, and a smuggler's box to stash a long barrel Colt 45. No ejector seat. Okay, the number one Bond car from the Bond books is the 1954 Bentley Continental R. This was truly Bond's personal car, the one he bought with his own money. He had his modified into a convertible, and again had a supercharger installed, at which point the factory washed their hands of the warranty. boy, It's one of the handsomest cars ever made, a point not lost on modern Bentley. Look at the current Continental GT. 
see a resemblance. This is McKeel Haggerty, and you are listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. So get out there and keep driving all those cool cars. And now... Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Nothing up my sleeve. Presto! <laughs> no doubt about it. I gotta get another hat. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tan Talk 1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you've missed any of our past shows, don't forget to check out our archive page, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, where you can tune into all 469 or 470 shows, quite a bit. Good evening, Bobby. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? You want to talk about a little uh, your latest little project there, the Nostalgic uh, Radio and Cars website? Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, NostalgicRadioandCars.com is now live, as it always has been. It, it didn't really take us nine years to do that, but um, <laughs> it always has gone to Gulfstream Motorsports, where we had a comprehensive page for the radio show. But now it's outgrown that, and it is now in its uh, own little form here on NostalgicRadioCars.com, where you can see the guest announcements, see the events, listen to a show in the website via the TuneIn Radio app that we have in there, but the play button is right there on the screen. You can see the Facebook Lives and the YouTube Lives all on that one site. And get to Tan Talk to listen to to the show. Excellent, excellent. How you doing there tonight, Tommy? I cut him I'm off doing just great, Robert. <laughs> yourself? <laughs> Thought I caught you off guard there. He's doing real good. So Tommy's our producer, and uh, so he's going to uh, work his magic on the control panel back there. Anyway, okay. So let's. Uh, you want to go to the FLA Car Show minute here, yes, real quick? Yes, yes, yes. FLACarshows.com, mm-hmm. which uh, right now is consumed. Well, at least on the show for the uh, Monterey Car Week stuff. But uh, f- to find local stuff, FLACarshows.com, FLACarshows.com. You can search Central Florida, West Florida, East Florida, uh, Southwest, Southeast, all the different areas of Florida, uh, crossing over the state line, and probably eventually expanding from there. FLACarshows.com is the place to go. That's it. Okay, so anyway, and then, of course, uh, next week, this is kind of like one of the major, major, major events that we look forward to all year, is uh, Monterey Car Week. Now, Mm -hmm. I was always saying Monterey Collector Car Week, because I always say uh, Amelia Island Collector Car Week. I say Scottsdale Collector Car Week, but uh, I think officially it's called Monterey Car Week, right? So the collector yes. part's left out of it. But in fact, I left a Wikipedia page over there for your convenience. To, oh uh, my gosh! It because is. you know everything on Wikipedia is right. So that's exactly yeah. Wiki is always right. <laughs> Just by the name Wiki. Just by the name Wiki, Wiki which stands yeah. for people can edit. I mean, it's some. It's got it's. <laughs> That's what it actually translates to in computer lingo. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, okay, so Monterey Collective Car Week, or Monterey Car Week, is uh, commences actually, well, let's see, our last week on our show we had uh, Brandy from uh, Laguna Seca, or excuse me, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, and they actually start the their part of the week, their, their function, um, on Friday. So there are little events that kind of lead up to this thing, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday is kind of like a couple things going on in Monterey as well. 
And then Tuesday starts off with the uh, Congress on the Ave. That's our good friend Doug Friedman, and that's a really, really nice show. They rope off the whole downtown Carmel, Ocean Avenue, and it starts kind of like at the bottom of the hill, which is the beginning of the city, or the little township, I should say, and goes all the way down to the waterfront. Beautiful, 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 amazing selection of cars. Probably somewhere around, mm, I want to say five, 600 cars. That's a lot of cars. That's a lot of cars. That's a lot of cars, yeah. And uh, it's pretty cool. It's open to the public, and there's some amazing cars there. There are definitely concourse quality cars there. There are number one, number two cars there. Speaking of which, I just happened to glance up at the TV, and I see the Meekums is on TV. Yes. So what station is that? Look at that. That is NBC Sports Network. Oh. NBCSM. All right. How about that? And they got a 63 Corvette up there right now. It's fuel-y. Oh, lots of changes up. Let's go back to Monterey Carway. <laughs> we'll give Dana Meekum some uh, explosion. Actually, Dana Well, Meekum. let me just cover it up with NostalgicRadiantCars.com. NostalgicRadiantCars.com. Yeah, that's it. Well, I, speaking of uh, Meekums, Meekums is one of the auctions that are there that will be taking place. Yes. And he's got a number of yes. uh, really, really unusual cars going through his auctions. So if you're in the auction thing, you've got Bonhams, you've got uh, Goodings, You've got uh, Russo and Steels, you got Meekums, you got uh, Worldwide Auctions, and then uh, I think that's about it. Oh, RM. And uh, which is now something else, something else, something else. I think it's uh, Sotheby's. Sotheby's. Then, yeah, I think yeah. they got bought out. And, you know, it's kind of hard to keep track of all those guys. But some amazing cars are. I mean, the, only the best of the best will show up there uh, on the Monterey Peninsula during this particular week. And then, of course, the, they have the Automobilia Show, the Literature Show. That's on Wednesday, I believe. Then in downtown Monterey, they have the Little Car Show. When I say the Little Car Show, it's really a big car show, but it's little cars. So it's like little BMW Zettas, little Fiat 500s, even MGBs, um, all kinds of cool little cars. Little Doffs, which is a little Dutch car. There'll be uh, Volkswagens. There'll be, geez, this is all kinds of stuff. Micro cars there. There'll be little Messerschmitts there. Um, a lot of... Uh, anything that can fit in the back of an excursion. Anything that can fit in the back of a cur- an excursion. That's that's probably a good description. <laughs> and then after that, because it's on Wednesday, they have uh, the uh, Carmel Mission Classic. And you got to be there by noon because that's when the bishop comes out and blesses all the cars. And then in the evening, in the evening is the real kickoff party, which is the McCall's Motor Works Revival. And that is a spectacular event. That is the original the original Jetport party. That's the one that set the standard by which all Jetport parties are measured. <laughs> so, since we have a special guest coming on our show a little bit later. How many McCall's per hour, McCall Motor Works per hour? <laughs> yeah, right. That's the measurement. Yeah. But he is uh, he's definitely, uh, Gordon McCall has done a spectacular job in this. This event is, I think, in its 29th year now. So, mm-hmm. pretty amazing. So, and then, of course, on Thursday is the... Uh, uh, Tour d'Elegance, which is where the actual concourse car from the Pebble Beach concourse will be taking this really nice drive down the 17-mile drive. They go a little south of the Bixby Bridge, and then they come back, and they stop in downtown Carmel for about two hours. They have lunch, and everybody can uh, really take a close-up look at some of the most amazing cars in the world. And it's just, it's probably the most eclectic um, open car show with the most amazing cars that I can possibly think of. And uh, it's just outstanding. And again, I cannot overemphasize how important it is that if you're a real serious car guy, you need to put Monterey Carwick on your bucket list. Here really is. Thursday starts off real early. You can go to the Works Reunion, which is the Porsche thing. And then at 10 o'clock starts the, the Quail, a motorsports gathering, which is probably one of the most uh, spectacular events 
because it's a very it's kind of like a big giant private party family reunion with the most amazing cars the most amazing personalities an all-inclusive show uh spectacular dining it's just uh it's an it's kind of like the epitome of of car shows and uh it's it's it takes place on the uh at the quail lodge and uh pretty amazing and then uh saturday is the concorso italiano and we had uh, Nicholas on from last week. And then on Sunday is the Pebble Beach Concourse Telecoms. Mm-hmm. And we have a gentleman coming on the show in a little bit here who will be talking about that. And on that note, I think what we'll do is we will fire up the turntable, play a little music, and we'll be right back with our first special guest for the evening. You're tuning into Nostalgic Waiting Cars. Don't touch that dial. We'll be, we'll be back. On the way to In the USSR some money after 911 and 411 call 541 that's 727-541-1741 call Gulfstream motorsports for a diminished value report due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business i'm very good with wrecks so if your car has been involved in a wreck call me for a diminished value report call 727-541-1741 you may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle and visit us at gulfstreammotorsports.com Okay, we're back, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening, or our first special guest for the evening. This gentleman's been on the show before. He's basically an alumni guest now. He is a class judge. He's a member of the selection committee, and one of the most uh, noticeable voices, as you'll hear, at the uh, most prestigious um, automotive concourse in the United States, the Pebble Beach Concourse, Delegance. I'm delighted to welcome the show this evening. Nick Waller. Nick, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Good evening to you. How are you? Pretty good. So, uh, tell us about Pebble Beach. It's just, you know, I can't, I can't, I mean, I guess I'm spoiled because even though I'm in Florida, I'm from that area, and every time I'm out there on the 18th fairway, I'm just totally mesmerized. I mean, the show, the real estate, the event, the venue, the people, the personality, the cars. It just adds up to the perfect day, the perfect week, really. Um, We're we're just getting ready for uh, next week. It all starts kicking off on Monday morning when a lot of the cars start to arrive, um, and uh, we it just never stops. It always seems the same, and I've been doing this for over 15 years now. 
it always seems the same. There's a lot, a lot of planning. Virtually all year we, uh, we plan for this, and then it all comes in a rush, which is uh, it, it's good, but it can be very depressing. The moment it finishes, the Monday morning after the Sunday, when it's all gone, it's a very low moment for me, I have to say. <laughs> Give us a little uh, background. How did you, because you come from the publishing industry, and I know you're a big car guy, and I kind of remember a little bit some of the stuff that we talked about on our interview last year, but how does it that you actually, it's an interesting story, how you actually came to be yeah. part of the Pebble Beach Concourse d'Elegance team. Tell us that. Well, it's sort of, it, it is an interesting story, and, and um, yeah, I'm a very lucky story. Uh, I'm a very lucky person. I was involved some years ago um, in publishing a book on the Pebble Beach poster, um, the Pebble Beach Concours had a great tradition over the years of designing and, and printing wonderful posters by some fabulously celebrated artists over the many years. And we put together this book, and I came over to the Pebble Beach Concours. For the first time, I'd never been to Pebble Beach. I'd been to most other great events um, in, in Europe. Never been to Pebble Beach. And frankly, I just fell in love with the place. I was here for three or four days met lots of great people, including Sandra and Martin Button, the chairman. And I remember flying back, I remember vividly uh, sitting on the plane on the way home thinking, I've got to be part of this. I want to take part. I want to be involved somehow. And 24 hours after getting back to England, I sent Sandra Button an email saying, look, this is me, this is where I am, this is what I'd love to do. No idea if there's anything that you need somebody based in Europe to, to work with you on, but whatever you want, I'm available. And <laughs> it panned out. She was very kind, and uh, we've, it's, I've never looked back since. So it's, it's been a wonderful ride. Um, and I, I, as I say, I count myself very lucky. Something else, too. Um, beginning of the show, I played a uh, little segment on James Bond cars, but not the typical ones that everybody identifies with in the movies. I played a little segment on James Bond novel cars. Yeah. I understand that there's a... You have a weak spot, a soft spot, a very special spot for Bentleys, and James Bond's car of choice, or according to Ian Fleming in the novels, is a Bentley. So, uh, yes, I... I do you know, I'm, I'm uh, ashamed to say I've never read the book. I've seen the movies. I've never okay. read the book. And, I, yeah, I think it's, it's quite well known that uh, James Bond was supposedly the driver of a, whether it was a, a supercharged blower Bentley or it was a straight four and a half, but of certainly a vintage Bentley, I think. And um, I believe uh, that, that was, it was never taken up in the movies. That was taken over by the Aston Martin DB5. But yeah, my father was into Bentleys. My, uh, I, I sort of grew up with Bentley wings around me, and uh, it's certainly a, a mark that is very special to my history, my past. And of course, that's what we're celebrating at Pebble Beach this year in a major way. Uh, more Bentleys on the field this year than we've ever had before. Well, that's one of the reasons why I brought this up, because I believe, yeah. isn't it the 100-year celebration of Bentley? Yeah, 100 years. Uh, the first ever Bentley engine, the three-liter, was fired up in a Muse um, workshop in London, central London. Um, I, think it was, I think it was literally 
like three weeks ago, or 100 years and three weeks ago, that that first engine started up. And uh, it's a wonderful mark, and it has so many different aspects to it, not just luxury motor cars that it's famous for today, but the racing. And the racing started in 1923. We're at Le Mans in France for the 24 hours. And Bentley really made their name at Le Mans uh, and at Brooklands as well in London, um, racing in the 20s and 30s. And it's that mystique, it's that Bentley boy kind of um, joie de vivre, as they say in French, um, (laughs) that Bentleys uh, are still associated with today. Uh, And my goodness gracious, we've got some fabulous uh, vintage Bentleys, W-O era Bentleys on the field this year. Oh, I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. I've probably been looking forward to this for the last 10 years um, because I knew it had to happen. Well, let's talk about the series, too, just for a second, because mm. while we're on the subject about James Bond, you have a connection there as well. But the I believe the website, bringatrailer.com, I think you're familiar with that one, Gosh. apparently at one point, sometime within the last year or two, they uncovered a series, I think it was a series one or series two, yeah, series one. So the series one is Bentley R would have been like an early 50s car, but apparently that was the car that was purchased originally by Ian Fleming, who actually owned one of those cars. Okay. Now, I, I, do you know, I'm probably, I'm trying to think whether I had, that rings a very, very small bell. Um, yeah, you could well be right. Ian Fleming was that sort of guy. He probably would have had a, an S1 or a Continental R. Um, yeah, I think, actually, I think, now you mentioned, I think it was a Continental R. Well, um, I would be really, really surprised to see, and I would love to see, that car on the 18th fairway in original, unrestored, found, barn fine condition. I think that would be amazing. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be good? And maybe some notes on the first book in the back, under the back seat. That you would know, be... You never know what you might find. Exactly. <laughs> Archaeology. Automobile archaeology, that's what it's about. Now, I think I was listening to an interview one time with our good friend Mark Green, because I always, whenever I have a guest on the phone, I always like to listen to other interviews and how they conduct theirs. And, of course, we're all friends. We're on the media. But there was something, some little tidbit there about you came home and and your first ride was in a Bentley? Yeah, I probably was. My first ride in a motor car was in uh, the prototype, amazingly, of the R-Type Continental. Um, known forever as Olga because her registration number was OLG490. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it was owned at that time by uh, my my godfather, great friend of my parents, uh, a man called Stan Sedgwick, who was the president of the Bentley Drivers Club. Um, and yeah, he gave uh, my me and my twin sister and my mother, she must have been there, a ride <laughs> to our christening in that car so good grief yeah you see it, it all these things build up and this is why you become kind of uh infatuated with motor cars i think it started then <laughs> how about that now tell us about some of the highlights of pebble beach this year well apart from bentley and we've got six classes of bentley's ranging from the literally the first ever car that bentley motors sold a three liter um, it was sold, funny enough, there's a, there's a James Bond connection there too, because it was sold to the father of the actor. This is a twisted, uh, a twisted story. The father of the actor, Desmond Llewellyn, who oh, played Q. Q in the James Bond movie series, 
And so his father was the bought the first ever Bentley. Would you believe? That's amazing. So yes, three liter class, a four and a half liter class, the Speed Six and the Big Six class, eight liter class, Derby Bentley class. And then a post-war coach-built class with uh, the, the R-Type Continental prototype as well as others. Um, but apart from Bentley, gosh, we've got some wonderful, wonderful classes. In the early uh, antique class, we have three Ballots. The Ballot was a French mark. Um, they built their first car in 1919, so it's celebrating its centenary here. The first car was built for Indianapolis, in fact. And um, Ernest Ballow sent three cars over, hastily prepared for the Indianapolis in 1919. And they did very well. They were beautifully engineered, small capacity engines, but really, really lovely engineering. The technology back then was pretty uh, agricultural, perhaps, but this is the exact opposite. Um, The engines were designed by another Ernest, Ernest Henri, Henry, um, and they did very well at Indianapolis, and we have that car that was there, and then two other Ballows uh, race cars from 1922 and 1923. Um, those three cars have not been together before. We like to, we like doing that. We like pulling cars together that haven't been seen together or lived together uh, that have a relationship. And I think that's always exciting. We've had those in the past, like. 250 GTOs and the uh, Jaguar XKSSs. Um, I always think that's very interesting to see. Um, and then spread throughout the, the field, uh, Zagato, uh, the, the um, Italian coach builder Zagato, still run by the same family, Andrea Zagato, who's the great grandson, grandson, great grandson, grandson of the, of the founder. Um, we're celebrating their 100th birthday, two classes of Zagato-bodied cars with pre-war cars and post-war sports cars. Um, the right to the other extremes, we have a, a class of hot rod um, magazine cover cars. Now, this is going to be very interesting and the complete opposite to the expected cars that you would normally expect to find at Pebble Beach. These are fascinating. All custom-built, of course, in the 50s and 60s, um, and they all appeared on the cover of either Hot Rod magazine or Custom Car magazine in the day. Um, and we're, we're putting on a display of these cars, eight of these cars, with, their, uh, with large blow-ups of their magazine covers behind them. That should be a spectacle. Uh, we've also got some wonderful American, early American cars, the Thomas Flyer, the Thomas uh, Flyer that was in the Round the World race in 1907 that went from New York to Paris, the long and arduous way round, I should hasten <laughs> to add, not just by boat across the Atlantic. And we've got the car that actually ran in that race and won the race, as well as a number of other Thomas Flyers, great big engines, large, imposing coachwork. That should be a real sight. And sound, too. I think they make wonderful noise, as all do, the cars all do. Um, but uh, what else? Oh, some wonderful Bugattis. Bugatti are celebrating 110 years they've been in business. And we've got a reunion of the four uh, existing original Type 59s 
which are probably the ultimate uh, race car that Atura Bugatti built. They're coming together for the first time. That's going to be a real spectacle. Um, goodness, I could just go on and on. There's some wonderful classes all over, from both early days, from the 1890s, all the way through to, uh, I suppose, the most modern uh, Lamborghini Muras. And we've got some great Lamborghini Muras, including the only Lamborghini Mura that was ever built to race by the factory. They oh. only built one car to race for a customer, uh, and that's going to be there alongside five other Muras. One had been owned by the Shah of Iran. Just wonderful stories behind these cars. I think stories are great. Some of the stories that come out um, when I'm sort of looking into the history of these things, and you think, good grief, the people that have owned these, the places that these cars have driven, it makes for a fabulous story. The... Uh yeah. In, a, in addition, the Tour de Elegance, that is on yeah. Thursday. So we got a minute or two left. Tell us a little bit about the, how the, how the, 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 about the Tour de Elegance, because that's really kind of a spectacular event for people that, can, that maybe can't perhaps make it to the concourse, mm. but if they can make it to downtown Carmel on Thursday between noon and 12, or 2 o'clock, uh, that's yeah, amazing. From about noon till about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, it's it's one, of my most, one of the most enjoyable days, I think, for most people. Uh, we get to see and hear and smell the cars doing what they're meant to do, which is drive. Um, the tour starts uh, at Pebble Beach at around about 8.30 in the morning. The cars started start lining up at about 7 in the morning. And it's a great time to mill around, to see cars up close. Then they set off on a basically an 80-mile drive around the peninsula down to Big Sur, they turn around at Big Sur and come back up the Highway 1, which is just the most beautiful road, of course, um, to arrive in Carmel on Ocean Avenue. And we kind of take over. We own Carmel for the day. And to see probably 95% of the cars that will be in the Concours itself, to see them out on the road, parked up, owners milling around, it can be very busy. But it's a fabulous, uh, fabulous time to see the cars get up close really understand what they're all about now um, i think it's a really important day uh because it's important that we emphasize that cars should be used not just show queen now you are in a very special position there at uh with pebble beach do you get to ride along and pick and choose which uh which vehicle you can ride in because the cars are absolutely Spectacular, and so eclectic. I'd love to say yes, but sadly, there are other things I get to do. I do get involved with it. I did actually drive the the, the tour last year, which was a great experience, um, in a little Oscar, which was lent to me by a friend of mine. And but that was a that was a one off. Um, I occasionally can sneak out of the office, but now you know it's a busy time. It's a job. We have to work. We have to get. There's so much to prepare still. but the, the importance of the tour, uh, it, it plays its part in the judging. And so we have to make sure that the, the cars that run on the tour, they do the tour, they make the tour. Because if during the judging on the Sunday, there is a tie, cars that, you know, may, they may well achieve 100 points. Um, two cars will they maybe do 100 points each. It's the car that did the tour um, will get the get the nod and they will win the class as opposed to a car that didn't do the tour so it's an important part not just 
for the spectacle, not just for the visitors and for the owners to enjoy, which they do, but it actually plays a part in the judging as well. Nick, if people want to find out more about Pebble Beach Concourse d'Elegance, where do they go? How do they find out about it? And uh... Well, they can go to the Wibbly Wobbly web. <laughs> okay. Uh, net, all one word, with an S on the end. Never forget the S on the end of Concours. So net. Everything's there. Uh, tickets are still available. Um, and uh, that's where you get started. You can see all the other events that are happening during the week. We've got the Retro Auto open at Spanish Bay, the Inn at Spanish Bay from Thursday through Saturday. And also during that time, there are great forums. We have some wonderful for, uh, speaker series at the Inn at Spanish Bay with some great personalities. Jay Leno and others will be uh, having some public discussions. Uh, and it's a, it's a great time. Super. Well, Nick, I want to thank you very much for hanging out with us. I look forward to seeing you. That's next week already. So uh, yeah. thank you again very much. We will promote it as much as we can. We talk about it all the time here throughout the year. And, uh, again, thank you very much. I want to thank my special guest, Nick Waller. And he is, really, he's the voice of Pebble Beach, Concourse well, Delegance. It's always a pleasure. And um, I hope to uh, see you on Sunday. We will. Or on the Thursday. Yeah. Yep, you will. Okay, take care. All right. Thank you, Nick. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, that concludes uh, the first part of our show here, and uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to play a little music, and then we're going to call our next guest, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the spectacular events that take place during Monterey Car Week. Can't you see that flash of fire?
Bentley. Oh, he's hurt its day, I'm afraid. But it's never let me down. Emma's orders, 007. You'll be using this Aston Martin DB5 with modifications. Now, pay attention, please. Windscreen bulletproof. That's on the side and the rear windows. Revolving number plates, naturally. Valid all countries. Here's a nice little transmitting device called a Homer. You prime it by pressing that back like this. You see? The smaller model is now standard field issue to be fitted into the heel of your shoe. Its larger brother is magnetic. Right. To be concealed in the car you're trailing while you keep out of sight. Reception. On the dashboard here. Auto visual range 150 miles. Ingenious and useful too. Allow a man to stop off for a quick one en route. It has not been perfected out of years of patient research entirely for that purpose, 007. And incidentally, we'd appreciate its return, along with all your other equipment. Intact for once when you return from the field. Oh, you'd be surprised the amount of wear and tear that goes on out there in the field. Anything else? Well, I won't keep it for more than an hour or so, if you give me your undivided attention. We've installed some rather interesting modifications. You see this arm here? Now open the top and inside are your defense mechanism controls. Smoke screen, oil slick, rear bulletproof screen, and left and right front wing machine guns. Now this one I'm particularly keen about. You see the gear lever here? Now if you take the top off, you'll find a little red button. Whatever you do, don't touch it. No, why not? Because you'll release this section of the roof and engage and fire the passenger ejector seat. Ejector seat, you're joking. I never joke about my work, 007. Well, hello, this is uh, Jackie X. You're listening to uh, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. Uh, my next guest is also an alumni guest, and he's president and CEO of McCall Events. He's also the founder of McCall Motorworks Revival and the Quail, a motorsports gathering. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening my good friend Gordon McCall. Gordon, how are you? Robert, doing great. Thank you. How about yourself? Pretty good. And I know that you are way busier than I am, so uh, why don't you go ahead <laughs> and fill us in, because I know you've got your hands full now, because you've got, uh, this is something you've worked pretty much all year for, right? You know, it is, Robert, and, you know, it's uh, it's something I should be used to by now, 28 years of uh, doing the Jet Center event. Um, you know, we're just flat out this time of year, but flat out in a good way. You know, lots of good things going on, lots of good planning. It's uh, it's going to be another exciting event. Thrilled. Okay, well, let's start with the uh, McCall Motorworks Revival. Um, tell us about some of the highlights and things that, uh, that participants and uh, people can look forward to. Sure. Well, you know, we like to mix it up every year. I think that's important to be relevant and try to stay a step ahead. We're, um, we're very flattered that our event has been knocked off across the country. You know, there really isn't a major car event that takes place anymore that doesn't have a hangar party prior to it. And most of those events are measured against what we do in Monterey in August. So, you know, it keeps us on our toes. Uh, we did innovate the concept of bringing aviation and automotive interests together 28 years ago. And I don't know that we really knew what we were onto at the time, but it's really, uh, it's really proven to be a, a, a fun way to mix like-minded people. So this year we're going down a path of uh, 
a unique approach, and that is uh, Monterey Car Week, which is actually Monterey Car Two Weeks, <laughs> now, okay. has uh, has really turned into a manufacturer's uh, exhibition. Uh, you know, that's every event, uh, and and I'm not complaining about that whatsoever. But you know, so many of the manufacturers come to the peninsula, and it's all about presenting their concept cars, looking into the future which is fantastic, and as a car nut, I'm thrilled by that. The only downside in my book, you may agree, Robert, is that you're looking at things you can't buy. Mm. You know, if you're a car enthusiast and you see something that really it catches your eye, you think, oh, that's really neat, but that's a concept. I, I'm, I'm, that's, you know, who knows what it's going to evolve into eventually. And so we're, we're going down kind of the bespoke path, and that is we're featuring a lot of smaller manufacturers uh, that are custom-building one-offs uh, for people. Um, I know we've got Alois Roof this year is debuting his new CTR at our event. Uh, folks from Speedcore, again, one-off, crazy over-the-top stuff that uh, you can have made for yourself. And, you know, the rest of the week also is dominated. There's a particular watch manufacturer that tends to own most of the events. We've ignored that uh, approach because, I don't know, and again, you may agree or disagree with this, I like variety. So we've got six timepiece companies that are coming and, and uh, displaying their latest wares. And, uh, you know, just again, we're going down that path of kind of handmade, bespoke uh, approach to things. And even with the aircraft, we've got all the big guns coming this year. Falcon is joining us again after an absence of a few years due to a conflicting show in Brazil that they've changed the date on. So fortunately, we have Deso Falcon Jet. So we've got Gulfstream and Falcon and Brer. Textron with Cessna and Pilatus, and I mean, it goes on and on and on. Those folks are all offering what they can do for the interior and the cockpit of your plane, how they can, you know, dial it into your specific needs. And so, again, just keeping towards that uh, that hands-on approach of, of uniqueness. That's what our event's going to be all about. Lots of lots of randomly owned, you know, privately owned uh, crazy cars on display and motorcycles as well. So it should be fun. Well, you know, it's funny, a few years ago, uh, your friend, and I recently met him, uh, Jim Busby, brought that yellow Ferrari 400 there. And <laughs> as I was looking through my pictures when I was doing some of my social media, I stumbled on that again, and I'm still impressed with that car. And we had the good fortune of meeting Jim at Amelia Island this year, my son and I, and we did a oh, little yeah. quick little interview with him, and he told us a story about how he was in a hospital, and he saw the car on eBay, and he bought it on eBay, and then when he got it, he wasn't sure what he was going to do, and he said, well... Let's do something really radical. So to your point, you know, you have these one-off cars. You have these independent creations. You've got some, un, I mean, the talent that's walking around. And it's not only just the manufacturers that you have there. It's the people. It's the personality. It's the history. The the Alan Grants of the world. The Pete Brock's yep. of the world. The Bob Bondurant's. I mean, your show uh, is just is just amazing. And uh, so, again, well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. You know, it's funny you mentioned Jim Busby. I was just communicating with Jim. He's an old friend. Uh, you know, Buzz will admit that uh, it was really Demerol that inspired him to <laughs> pick up that, that 400 on eBay. And boy, did he turn that into something wicked. And interestingly enough, this year we're reuniting Busby with the 320 Turbo, the IMSA 320 Turbo. It was actually sponsored by a good friend of mine, Bill Cargis, who owned Ocean Motors at the time. It has iconic Coors livery on it. Uh-huh. Uh, gentleman by the name of Corey is the current uh, custodian of that car. He's done an amazing restoration. Busby restored that car, the very car that he campaigned in the IMSA series, and it's being reunited with Busby. Uh, this is a big IMSA year at, uh, at the racetrack, and so we're going to have the car on hand with Busby there and, uh, and the current owner, and it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Buzz is a great guy. 
The guy can flat build and flat drive. That's true. That's true. He's got the yep. record to prove it. Tell us about the Quail, a motorsports gathering, because you've got some milestone cars showing up there. Again, it's the 100th anniversary of Bentley, so I know you're going to have Bentleys there as well. But uh, share with us some of the spectacular uh, goodies that you have in store for everybody. Well, the Bentley category is really flushed out nicely. So, you know, 100 years of, of anything is pretty impressive. 100 years of building cars is really impressive. And so... We've got about 34 Bentleys coming, ranging from 1924 up until a, a 2020 model, just to show that a, a big swath, most of them are in the 30s, but a big swath of that company's talent. They really had some talent. Um, we're also, it's an anniversary for the F1 McLaren, so we've got a handful of those. And those are, you know, those are hen's teeth in this country. They're just, there aren't many of those cars produced, and we've got a great selection of those. It's also, there's an interesting, iconic celebration going on this year that i don't want to say it's being ignored but you know there's a bit of a subculture out there that has finally been discovered and that is volkswagen transporters okay you know i think i think we've always thought they were cool you know hence the beach boys and the popularity of the 60s the surf movement california in general um, what's happening now is some of those cars are trading upwards of a half a million dollars and who would have ever guessed that to be the case but We've got about 16 iconic models of the Transporter that we're lining up. Interestingly enough, the Transporter was originally designed by a gentleman named Ben Pond, whose son, Ben Pond, will be at the event, which is really, really a lot of fun. So we're also featuring some wonderful Hollywood cars. You know, it's something you really don't think of when you think of Car Week. You know, you think of sports and racing cars, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But Hollywood cars, like the you know the original... Back to the Future DeLorean and the Batmobile, et cetera, et cetera. So we've got a whole the Peterson Museum is bringing us a, an amazing display that we've constructed. The uh, the crew, uh, Peninsula Signature Events team, which puts the event on, has, has put together some amazing backdrops, and that's just going to be a lot of fun as well. So, uh, with a little nod to electrification, you know, being an internal combustion engine nut myself, I I'm a little mixed when it comes to electrified cars. Uh, but open-minded. Um, so instead of, for instance, showcasing factory manufactured, you know, uh, cars like Teslas, et cetera, we're not doing that. What we're doing is showing that people are actually using electrification in a way to hot rod their cars. They're pulling out internal combustion engine and putting electric engines in the cars, which is kind of cool when you think about it. So we've got a whole class of those as well. So it's going to be a fun, fun, fun day, about 275 cars on display and Needless to say, the Peninsula Hotels and Quail Lodge and the Peninsula Signature Events team, the culinary aspect. You know, here we are 17 years, Robert, into this show, and no one else is doing an all-inclusive car show that has five-star dining included. No one's doing it. That goes to show you how difficult it is to do, and nobody does it better than the Quail team. Well, again, uh, I was there the first time a number of years ago, and I look forward to it every year. And, yes, I am truly impressed, and it is one-of-a-kind show. And I would have to say, for that, during the Monterey Car Week, that is probably one of the most spectacular, looked-forward-to events, not just by me, but by a number of people. Because I think you limit it to, like, 3,000 people, right? There's a limitation? Well, we've got a few more than that. It's, okay. it's about 5,000 people altogether. But, you know, it's a, it's it's the, just the right amount of people. You know, it's it's to the point where... The, the food is served on real china with real silverware with real you know that that's a number that is serviceable and you know quite frankly everyone there is a vip and that's been the approach since day one and it's still it's still the same mindset that's our philosophy that's our mission so it's uh 
it's often equated to it's it's like going out to a five star dinner uh, at a restaurant and having a car show breakout. <laughs> so it's it's unique. Okay. Now something else that you do there that's kind of interesting too too is on stage you have these like fireside chats. So tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about those and who are some of the uh, featured people going to be in, in, in cars. Well, I, you know, for me personally, I have a wonderful chat lined up, and we're we're keeping it. Uh, we're holding our keeping our powder dry on this one. It's it's big. Um, as you know, we've had some really well known people in the car world everywhere: Carol Shelby, Michael Schumacher, Jackie Stewart. You know, you go down the line. We've had some really intriguing interviews take place. Um, we're, I'm not going to announce my interview e this this time around. Okay. We're going to save that for the day of. But uh, we also have uh, we've got Mark Weber coming oh, from wow. uh, Formula One Formula fame, one. and uh, also are you familiar with Supercar Blondie? Does that name ring a bell? Uh, I've seen the name. I'm not familiar with it. Yep. So she has something like three million followers, or just something ridiculous. She is an absolute car gal. I mean, to the bone knows a lot about cars and is going to make for a really interesting interview. Uh, she's she's a ton of fun. So if you haven't seen her Facebook page or, or Instagram, she's uh, she's on it. It's neat. Well, I look forward to meeting her because I think she sounds like a potential guest for my radio show as well. Uh, very dynamic. Very, very dynamic. Yep. All right, some of the other cars. I think it's what, the 20th anniversary of Pagani? You've got Pagani's going to be present as well? Yeah, Pagani's been with us for a long, long time. And so they're putting together kind of their own internal uh, celebration. I mean, who would have guessed Pagani's been around for 20 years? It seems like they just came out yesterday, doesn't it? It's, it it's kind does, of wild. Yeah. But, uh, so they're doing their own little celebration. We'll have a lot of launches taking place. You know, the, uh, the manufacturers really use, use the Quail event as a, as a showcase to, you know, project out what it is that they've, they've got in the pipeline. And so we've got some great, great launches that will be taking place there. You know, lots of kind of uh, cloaked in secrecy for now, but uh, uh, going to be fun. No disappointments. Okay, super. Well, on that note, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody how they can find out more about the Quail events, uh, the McCall Motorworks Revival, and the Quail, a motorsports gathering. And uh... Sure, simple simple websites. The uh, the Jet Center event uh, is is simply www.mccallevents.com. That's mccallevents.com. The Quail, you can go to the Quail Lodge website, which is www.quaillodge.com. There's a Peninsula Signature Events tab within the Quail Lodge site. You can go right to that and learn everything you need to know about that as well. Super. Now, we have about 15 seconds left. i got to ask you, did you pick up any new little, uh, little toys for your own private collection here within the last year? You know, I'm always I'm always dabbling, as you know, Robert. So mm-hmm. I've got a couple projects in the works right now. Uh, a couple interesting motorcycles. Uh, found another really unique Norton Manx. Um, I went over to the Isle of Man this year, so I've got a. Uh, I've always had an affinity for big single engine British, or single cylinder British 500 cc bikes. But uh, yeah, just staying busy, having fun in the car world. No okay. complaints. By the way, are there going to be any motorcycles on display there? Absolutely, at both events. Okay, we super. have a wonderful category of bikes, uh, including the Raleigh Free, the world famous uh, Vincent Black Lightning that set the land speed record with Raleigh Free in the bathing suit. With that bike, will be at the Quail with several other Vincents, and uh, I've got some neat bikes coming to the Jet Center as well. So it's gonna be fun. Okay, well, Gordon, I want to thank you very much. Um, look forward to seeing you next week. We'll be there. You can count on it. And Me too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I want to thank my very special guest and good friend, Gordon McCall, President and CEO of McCall Events, and the Quail 
Motorsports Gathering and McCall Motorsports Revival. Gordon, take care. We'll see you then. Thank you, Robert. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, I want to tell all my friends again that tune into the show every week. Be sure to check us out here between 7 and 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network every week for the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports. Don't forget, when I talk about these events, when I have these guests on here, these are fantastic people. These are fantastic, committed car people. These are just amazing events. If you ever get a chance, you need to put some of these events on your bucket list, whether it's Scottsdale Collector Car Week, whether it's Amelia Island Collector Car Week, whether it's Monterey Car Week, whether it's SEMA. Those are the major events of the year that everybody goes to. The who's who in the world, the serious car people, you need to attend these too. Uh, in the meantime, I think everybody should tune in and watch uh, Make Up Here a little bit. I think they've got some pretty interesting cars. So, having said that, I want to see some... Jay Leno on America's Got Talent. Oh, yeah, tell it. Yeah, Jay's going to be on our show here the next month or two, but uh, tonight he's right doing... Right now he's a little busy. He's a little busy. What, is, what show is he on, Bobby? America's Got Talent. Yeah, he's on America's Got Talent, and he's doing also uh, Last Man Standing with Tim Allen. So, in the meantime, I want to see you guys at some of the car shows. Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.